Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, seven days a week. It gets us into God's Word, and that's vital for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to help others in their faith, maybe some to start to develop faith in the first place. But helping people to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every single day. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're deep into our line of thought and study on how do I stay faithful? But we're really asking the question, what is the quickest way to become unfaithful? Because when we're thinking about how can I stay faithful, how can I grow in my faith, how can I be strong in my faith, How can I live a faithful life before God and before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Well, we need to recognize the pitfalls, the danger zones. And if we can recognize those and stay away from those, then we can stay on course of faithfulness. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. So faithfulness is key to our eternal salvation, our eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. Well, we've already looked and looking at this from kind of a reverse engineering perspective, inverse reasoning, if you would, where we've talked about how uh, engineers at times, when they're trying to figure out some new technology that they don't really know how it works. Well, they look at the end result and they say, okay, if that happened, how did that happen? Why, what led to that eventual product? And so they'll trace that back to that next, to that last step that brought about that particular result. And then they'll say, okay, what led to that particular step? And they'll, they'll trace that back to the step before that. And then what led to that step? And they'll trace that back to the step before that. And eventually they'll trace it all the way back to the very beginning. And they'll have the big picture. Then they'll say, I understand now how that technology works. That's reverse engineering. Well, if we want to know, how can I stay strong in my faith? How can I live a faithful life? I need to know what are the danger zones? What are the pitfalls? What situations can lead me into unfaithfulness or at least a weakening of my faith? And we begin to, we've begun to look at a couple of those already. First, if you want to become unfaithful, don't read your Bible. Stay out of God's word. Do not try to increase your knowledge of God's word, and you'll become unfaithful. So what is the obvious response to that? If I want to be faithful, I've got to be in God's word. Again, as we keep emphasizing on this, on today's Bible class, faith comes by hearing the word of God. God's word, its teachings, is the basis upon which our faith ultimately develops and then grows and stays strong. Well, if I want to become unfaithful, the quickest way to unfaithfulness, don't pray. 
don't pray. Don't get in touch with God through the hotline of prayer. He communicates with us through his word, but if we'll stay out of his word, okay, we'll cut off that line of communication. Well, the next line of communication is when we pray to God. Well, if we cut off that line of communication, then we have distanced ourselves from the influence of God that is directly through his word or directly through prayer. So don't pray. Well, we've talked about that. So what is the obvious lesson from those two Uh, negative directions that we could take in our life that both would contribute to producing unfaithfulness, becoming unfaithful to God. Well, we need to stay in God's word regularly, consistently, uh, daily if possible. We need to grow in our knowledge of God's word, and we need to keep in contact with God through prayer. We need to keep bringing our 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 requests for strength, for guidance, for direction, for blessings, but also our praise and glorification of God through prayer, our thanks to him on an ongoing basis through prayer. Remember what God said through Jeremiah in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. God's telephone number, Jeremiah 333, call to me and I will answer. Well, quickest way to unfaithfulness, Stay away from church services. Do not darken the door of any church building. Don't meet with your brothers and sisters in Christ to worship God and study his word. And that will produce unfaithfulness in your life. You'll become unfaithful. Even if you're already a Christian, if you just stay away from the church, you'll become unfaithful. Just about guaranteed, hands down. The Hebrews writer warned about this danger in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 23. And notice how he put it, and notice that it's not just one particular instruction here, but he talks about the effects, the positive potential effects of our being with the church in person to worship God and study his word on a consistent, regular basis. Beginning with verse 23 of Hebrews chapter 10, he says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Now he's talking about our faith there. Let us hold fast to our confession of hope, our confession of our faith in God and Christ as God's son and our Lord and Savior. Without wavering. In other words, stay strong in that confession. Stay strong in our faith. For he who promised is faithful. God is faithful to us. And if we will be faithful to him, he will continue to watch over us and take care of us. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common with man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God will be faithful with us and to us as long as we walk with him faithfully. And then verse, 23, uh, verse 24 of Hebrews chapter 10, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now, some people think of quote unquote going to church, although that's not really the proper you know, understanding and, and statement of reality. 
it's really the church going to meet together as the church. But anyway, we understand that terminology, going to church, being together at worship service, Bible classes, and so on with the church as the church comes to meet and worship God and study his word. And so here the Hebrews writer says, let's consider one another. Who's one another? Our brothers and sisters in Christ our fellow Christians, members of the Lord's church, in order to stir up love and good works. Well, now first in verse 23, he has said, let's hold fast to our faith, our confession of hope, our faith. Let's be strong in our faith. And then he says, let's consider how we can have a positive, encouraging influence upon our brothers and sisters in Christ to stir up love and good works in their lives as Christians. But now, if we will be able to do that by meeting together with them as the church to worship God and study his word, then it's reciprocal, isn't it? They will have that same effect upon us. They will encourage us. They will stir up love and good works in our Christian lives, in our faithfulness to God. Okay? How do we hold fast to our confession of hope, to our faith and faithfulness? How do we stir up love and be stirred up in love and good works from within, within that relationship of our brothers and sisters in Christ, our fellow Christians. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So the Hebrews writer says, how can I stay strong in my faith? One basic fundamental way is to be with the church when the church meets to worship God and study his word. How can I stir up love and good works, encourage, strengthen my brothers and sisters in Christ in their faith and have them do the same toward me, strengthen me in my faith? Being together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, not staying away from the church gathering together in person as a congregation to worship God and study his word. It's important that we be together. And it's not important just because we're showing God the proper respect and reverence and attention, but because we will benefit so much from being together. And our fellow Christians will benefit so much from our being with them as we come together to worship God. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, the apostle Paul wrote this, Ephesians 5 and verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. He's talking about as we gather together as the church, as we're singing praises to God, worshiping him in song, we're actually also speaking to and encouraging and teaching one another through the words of those songs. Now, we can't do that if we're not with the church and worshiping with them as those songs are being sung. We read also in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 along the same line. Let us let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We're singing praises 
by way of worshiping God as we come together as the church and sing those songs of praise and worship before God. Some songs are actually prayers in effect, but we're also speaking to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ through the words of those songs. And we're teaching one another and admonishing one another through the words of those songs as we come together and sing them together. But if we're not with the church, how can we possibly do that? And how can we possibly benefit from that, uh, the words of those songs and the purpose of them and the effects of them as we're together with the church, singing and listening to those words ourselves and contemplating over their meaning? You see, being together as the church to worship God is fundamental, foundational, and continually strengthening to our faith our faith and our faithfulness. Well, let's go ahead and stop here at this point and pray to God, and we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more next time. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to be Christians, to be your family as you adopt us into your family as we're baptized into Christ and become Christians. Thank you for blessing us with the church that Jesus came to establish on this earth so that we could be a part of that family, your family, your household, Father. Guide us to take this seriously and to cherish this blessing and to always take as full advantage of it as we possibly can, and ultimately all to your glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.